This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, the Norman Massey Encounter. Now, I found this article on the Evansville CourierAndExpress.com, CourierExpress.com, and the title is, Evansville Area Man Once Had a Chilling Close Encounter with a UFO, and the article is by John Webb. It was posted December 27th, 2019, and they have a little video to go along with it here on the CourierPress.com. But it starts off and it says 12,618. That's how many times the U.S. Air Force fielded sightings of unidentified flying objects between 1947 and 1969. Let me stop and think about that. 22 years, 12,500 sightings almost. That's about 500 a year, I guess. Quite a few. Back then, they were toiling through the infamous Project Blue Book, an effort to investigate the scores of UFO sightings that popped up all over America during the Cold War. Military officials dismissed a huge chunk of them, sometimes conjuring ho-hum explanations such as the time-honored weather balloon. But by the end of the project, more than 700 reports of strange lights or shapes in the sky remained unexplained. Now, if we consider some of the excuses that the Blue Book used to cover for the UFO phenomena, the fact that 700 reports remained unexplained is pretty impressive. It goes on and says, This month, of course that would have been December of 2019, marks 50 years since the Air Force shattered the project with a shrug. According to findings released on December 18, 1969, the Air Force said, None of the sightings represented a threat to national security. And most importantly, none of them had anything to do with aliens. That didn't dissuade the true believers, of course, including the hundreds in Evansville area who reported sightings of their own, and certainly didn't change the mind of Norman Massey. The longtime Southern Illinois teacher and basketball coach lived through a chilling close encounter decades before Project Blue Book was even a twinkle in the government's eye. The machine, it says. Massey worked in Wayne County schools for almost 40 years. He sold World Book encyclopedias on the side, schlepping hardbound volumes to knowledge-hungry residents all over the tri-state. But if you punch his name into Google today, none of that will come up. Instead, he's become infamous for something he saw when he was only 10 years old. According to an old Courier Press column by Lynn Wells that's been pirated and shot into the weirdest corners of the internet, Massey grew up in the tiny town of Mount Erie, Illinois, about 60 miles west of Oakland City. And one morning in 1923, he led the family horses into the pasture. That's June 1923. As I was closing the gate, I looked down back the field, and there was an object with all the lights around it, Massey told Wells in 1998. 
The machine was metallic and stood on three legs, he said. The top was a dome with holes in it. The best way I could describe the top was it looked like melted glass. When he got within 50 feet of the thing, he realized he wasn't alone. Men milled about inside the ship, taking orders from a, seato, from a seated fellow they called the commander. I didn't know what was going on until the end, he told Wells. Then one of the crew members told the commander that the repairs had been made. With that, the ship shot off the ground and zapped across the sky, disappearing forever. Massey told Wells the encounter couldn't have lasted more than five minutes, but it haunted him for the rest of his life. Now, if we just stop and think about this incident for a minute, this young fellow's walking out of the pasture with the cows, and he sees this UFO there. We go back and look at this thing and see that he says the machine was metallic and stood on three legs. And it says it was an object with lights all around it. The best way I could describe the top was it looked like melted glass. It doesn't say exactly how big it is, but obviously he sees this spaceship there, and I'm assuming it's some sort of saucer-shaped ship with lights around it. It has this dome top, and he can see what he describes as men inside of it. It almost seems like it's one of these cases where the individual is encountering or observing the UFO, and the UFO is taking on an appearance of something that they are comfortable with or that they can imagine. It's fitting their paradigm of reality. It reminds me of those cases of the flying airships that became popular back in the late 1800s where people described uh, these great airships landing. They would describe people working on the ships. And they all it was if the UFO had presented itself as something that people could recognize for whatever reason. It goes on, it says, With that, the ship shot off the ground and zapped across the sky, disappearing forever. Massey told Wells the encounter couldn't have lasted more than five minutes, but it haunted him for the rest of his life. It goes on, it says, My own two eyes. Project Blue Book reports are filled with people who begged to remain anonymous. Everyone will think I'm crazy, they said. It makes sense. Admitting that you've seen something supernatural makes you an instant target for derision. And it hasn't gotten easier since Project Blue Book closed just last year. An Evansville woman who reported a UFO sighting to Eyewitness News was awarded with a story in which a reporter slapped on a tinfoil hat and waved around a toy spaceship. But it was probably even more taboo back in 1923. So naturally, Massey's parents begged him not to talk about his experience. Keep the metallic ship and the commander to yourself, they said. And he did until 1990. That's when he shared the story with his son, a former colonel in the Air Force. He probably expected to be humored and dismissed, but the story didn't surprise his son at all. He said the Air Force files are full of pictures of UFOs, Massey told Wells. He accepted my story as the truth. In my own mind and in my own heart, it existed, and I saw it with my own two eyes. 
Wells wrote a column about the sighting after Massey died in 2004 at the age of 91. He knew some people may think Massey was crazy or a liar or some poor naive man who had convinced himself that this ludicrous story was real. After all, sometimes the magic of a childhood can harden around a memory and give it an otherworldly sheen that could never exist in reality. But according to Wells, Massey wasn't that kind of a guy. I've heard Norman tell this story many times, he wrote, and it was always the same, never embellished from one time to the next. It's pretty interesting. You know, these sightings like this are so good because you have this um, gentleman who's passed on that who was a lifelong school teacher, just sounds like a totally solid uh, individual. And he's got nothing to gain by telling this uh, story of this encounter that he had as a young man. As, he, as I said, he reported it first in 1990. And the way that he recounts the story just seems to have such a, such a direct uh, personal touch that it's hard to imagine that this guy would be lying about that. That happened in Evansville, Indiana. And as I said, you can find the story listed there on the Evansville Courier. And it has the elements of a lot of these uh, UFO encounters and reports that we run into on a regular basis. And I think they're all worth looking at. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.